And at this point, I get a huge gripping pain and what can only be described as a gravy volcanic eruption from my <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> Referring back to my earlier mention of not wearing any underwear and baggy shorts, this gravy eruption came out the side of my shorts, covered the bed, and sprayed up the chest of the doctor's crisp white shirt. Yuck. <laughs> you did. <laughs> there, welcome to Not For Radio, your host Jay and Dunk. On a very sad day uh, with the Queen after 96 long years and uh, 70 odd of those as the Queen of England has passed away, but you obviously would know that already because the news is friggin' everywhere. Yeah, it's a hell of a nudge from the Queen, she really, uh, she stayed at the crease for a, a decent amount of time. We were chatting about it before the show and we were like, isn't that just the most insane life she's lived? Because she has, I think it's two months holiday a year, and then other than that, works seven days a week, basically, for 70 years. Man, bugger Unreal. That. Like, just an incredible innings. And um, obviously, um, all of our UK audience will be in mourning, yeah. um, as she was a tremendous woman. Also, um, unusual as well, when you are the Queen, you're not allowed to have any political views. Man, what they is never it? hold a that stance is... on anything, so they don't go out and support a person. They're just neutral the entire time. Welcome in whatever Prime Minister, which coincidentally happened the day before she died. So the Prime Minister's first job was to wake up in the morning, um, get dressed, and then go and address the nation that the Queen's died. Yeah, that's a fucking very short ball to get on your first day on the job. But what? yeah, condolences to everybody, because there is a there will be a, a certain amount of mourning across, uh, I mean, across the planet. Obviously, we were uh, probably one of the, the Commonwealth. Yeah, we are a, a far-reaching part of the Commonwealth. Um, I actually picked. We picked. We were talking about you on the podcast, weren't we? Yeah, because there's that little news story saying that um, people had flown um, in to be with her. So anyway, right, let's move on. We've got a couple of things we need to address for today's podcast. Yes, one of them is we're going to be getting served up stories from Tech Producer Caleb and Teagues. There's so many people on the Sniper's Nightmare Facebook group now. It's impossible for us to be across every single one. So we've now figured it easier that they can present us with a couple of stories um, for each day's podcast. So we're going to be reading them for the first time, and you'll be hearing them for the first time, um, as will the other person that's not reading the story. Uh, Karen joins us again for another chaotic tale from her time as an emergency services operator in the UK. She she delivered. <laughs> absolutely delivered yesterday. There's a bloke in Tasmania, Australia, uh, who's absolutely proven the point that drugs are just bad and okay. no. Um, and then uh, the Aussies and the English. Uh, they speak the same language but often can't understand each other. This is great. This is a little bit of a, a language barrier with the same language. Shall we start off with Karen? Karen's ready to go. Yeah. Not for radio with Jay and Dunk. Karen, a former emergency uh, phone line operator for Triple Nine in the UK. Uh, if you listened to the show yesterday, you would have heard her on the podcast chatting about various things stuck up people's backsides. <laughs> and one uh, unfortunate bloke managed to fall down a set of stairs and get two AAA batteries stuck up the end of his willy. Uh, Karen, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Okay, what have we got today? What are some of the more, um, I guess, before we get into the actual story, do you ever feel like without you, these people would never have made it? And as a result of that, people have been yes. like, you know what, Karen, here's a bottle of wine or a bag of biscuits or, you know, have you ever been contacted post and 
and caught up with these people who had gifts sent to you? Yeah, I have. It's not a frequent thing, but it does happen. And it's always nice to know that you made an actual difference in somebody's survival or somebody's life. You've got one of those jobs where um, if you're talking to somebody, chances are they are having probably the worst day of their life and it's up to you to try and turn that around. There's a lot of responsibility. There is. It's the difference between life and death on some calls. Now, it's good to focus on some of the lighthearted stuff because there's yes. probably been a lot of death um, in, in your particular line of work. Let's chat about, uh, was this a guy or a girl that got this particular thing stuck in their eye? The semen one. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a girl. And that was when when I was working on the back of the ambulance in America. We get called. Uh, the call comes through as foreign body in the eye, which could be anything, you know. So we pull up to the house and I go knock on the door and we've got all our bags and stuff. And this woman in a short nighty opens the door and she's got a hand over her eye like that. And behind her on the staircase is a man coming down. He's buttoning his jeans and looking very pleased with himself. So I said, you know, can I have a look? What foreign body is it? She said, it's cum. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> oh, jeez. He's probably carrying a shotgun. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. So have you, have you tried to rinse it out? And she said, no, I just want to go to the hospital. Just want to go. It hurts. America is a pay-to-play system, so we can't refuse to take someone to hospital. Me, being the female, got to sit in the back with her. And the whole time she's got her hand over her eye. In the States, you have to give radio report before you arrive at the hospital. So you say something like, hi, it's K-Pebs truck. Coming in with a 30-something-year-old female. Vitals are normal. The chief complaint is semen in the eye. <laughs> Usually they get back to you really quickly. I, there was just radio silence and I was like, okay. And then I heard, yeah, we didn't copy your last. Can you repeat? I was like, just get everyone around in the office ever go. this, turn it up nice and loud. They were. I had to repeat it three times three times and then when we rolled up to the ambulance bed at the hospital and I noted our patient everybody is around the radio tower at the nurse's station it was standing room only so I'm going by going <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it, it's expensive like because for those people that don't know um we're lucky, and I mean, you've got NHS. Uh, we've got a, a you know, I would say, a great health system here in New Zealand, yeah. where anything happens. Like if you, if I was to come off my motorcycle, I could get airlifted in a helicopter to a hospital, and yeah. I'd have the best surgeons in the world working on me, and that's at zero cost to me. I'd basically come out of it, and it wouldn't cost me a cent. It's part of the taxation system. In the states, it's completely different. The ambulance ride costs alone, and then the doctor's visit costs alone. Uh, on top of that, again. What is the cost that is involved in that ambulance trip on average? It used to be five to seven hundred dollars per ride. It's gone up now where you can expect to pay anything eight hundred to a thousand dollars, depending on what interventions they have to use. So yeah, it's really expensive. And then what is it to get white wheeze washed out of your eye? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't stick around. I wanted to leave so I could go outside and be like, what the actual fuck just happened? <laughs> I had to ask the question, how did it get there? <laughs> and the um, 
the answer, I don't know if it's safe for radio or safe for broadcast or not. The answer was, I looked up when he was making his money shot and I forgot <laughs> to close my eyes. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Ah. Jeez. <laughs> what a champion. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, can we yeah. get, we're going to get you on again uh, on the podcast again because uh, we understand there's a yarn about a bloke that came in uh, war that you took. Was this in America, the dirty penis one? Oh, no, that was in England. Okay. This is not for radio. Right, let's climb into the Tasmania. Drugs are just bad, MK. It's going to be a hell of a ride, this podcast. Uh, G'day, fellas. I'm from the west coast of Tassie. When we were younger and smoking bongs, mm-mm, we had a bloke that would always turn up like a moth to a light when we were about to start smoking and hang around for a smoke for free. But then sit there and buy a bag and leave without shouting a bong in return. So one day we hatched a plan and decided to the best move was to hot glue gun a mighty mighty might firecracker in the bong stem. <laughs> Shit, here we go. This is like the darts yarn from the other day. It's like a pipe bomb it's, in your hand. Yeah, there's glass involved. This is going to be a great one. Put the fuse through the cone, pack it in, politely offer him one. As expected, gleefully was like, yes, um, and launched into the... The bong, then as expected, the firecracker went off, exploded, launching bong water and smoke everywhere while he looked in utter shock and scared. <laughs> it was a bloody good laugh, but we lost the uh, cone piece, which shot through the wall. Cheers, Rob. <laughs> Thanks for your message. They basically turned the cone into a bullet. <laughs> fun and games until someone gets an eye taken out by a loose cone. Yeah. With a homemade billy. Isn't it funny? You get different levels of stoners that like are really careful with the apparatuses they mm. use. They'll use like acetone to like clean up the bong so it's pristine and they get the nicest weed. And then you just get people that'll smoke weed through a friggin' orange. Yeah. I and you know, full and open honesty, you know, uh, both myself and yourself have uh, enjoyed cannabis. I remember smoking it through a lung in a... Uh, An actual lung? No, no. No, you mean the bag lung? Yeah, the bag lung uh, in a bush yeah. on the what side your, of the road. Cool. What was uh, what was your what was your mode of transport? For Skateboard. The, no, for cannabis. How would you transport it into your body? Normally doobies, I think. No, yeah. cone. Yeah. Cone. Little wee gold cone. We had um we had a bloke uh, at uh, I'll leave that there I'll leave that part out of it. We had a bloke. Um, he <laughs> I love the segment. Jay names friends that are drug dealers. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this this bloke's sister or mother I can't remember who it was was just amazing at making cannabis oil. So we 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 were forever just on knives and we'd be breaking uh, big pens, stretching out the spring from in the big pen, dipping it in the oil caps, and then hot knives just. Tsht. So we'd forever it looked like we had cold sores on the corners of our mouths because we'd be burning in the corners of our lips where we get chugging hot ones off these <laughs> smoking hot knives. If, you're, if you've got a 13 or 14-year-old and they've got a uh, butane gas torch, uh, chances are they're on the cones. Uh, also as well, if they reek of deodorant, like an abnormal amount of deodorant, that's like how I used to try and hide it up and it'd be like half a can of links. <laughs> Your eyes would have been jammed shut too. Yeah, no good. No, no, and they even bought clear eyes, didn't they? Yeah, but clear eyes doesn't make a difference anyway. So you just, they're just white, jammed shut eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's making like, no one's even going to know. Give me the clear eyes. Yeah, sweet, bro. Get out of jail free, sweet, you little beauty. <sighs> Look at us. Not pieces of mm. shit forever. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, should we do our first story for today? Yes, please. 
What's going on, breathers? Jono from the Pilbara in Western Australia. She's dustier than one of Gandhi's sand shoes up here. And trust me, this shit's not for fucking radio. Well, we don't know, actually. Showboss Teagues is uh, coming in with some yarns for us uh, off the Sniper's Nightmare Facebook page. What do you got there? Is this, is this for me? Single okay. pager. All right, All right, here we go. From Dan Cottis in the UK. Hi, guys. Dan from the UK. I was listening to your tale of eating old chicken. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the guts are a little bit dodgy, though. I'm not going to lie. I had a couple of tubes last night. I'm on the edge. This could end me. Yeah, this won't be good for you. Which compelled me to tell you my story. Strap in. A few years ago, I got a chicken curry on a Friday night after a night uh, on the cockeyed juice <laughs> passed out and somehow it made its way full in its tub around the back of the sofa. When I woke up, I had no knowledge of ordering this curry. That was at the height of summer. Oh. I may add, fast forward following the weekend doing the weekly cleaning blitz, I see the curry and its tub behind the sofa. To my absolute joy at being red-eyed from a lunch session the night before, I thought... Bang on. I'm having what's in there. What's in there? What's the worst that could happen? Famous last words. So I put it in the microwave to warm it up around two and a half minutes. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I've often thought about this with deep fried. Like, a, could you grab the curry or the chicken from the curry, then deep fry it and deep fry the food poisoning out of it? No. <laughs> Doesn't work like that? <laughs> What if you deep fry for fifteen minutes? Sure, there'd be no food. No, it's, it's still, it'll get to a it'll get to a point, but you can't. That's just the surface area. So it's it's yeah. This you'll still get some form of salmonella or Campylobacter or some form of food poisoning from it. Okay, well, it just gets shit. Dan, note um, note to you. I'd that's love not to an see option for the future. Deep frying a whole curry. It would just piss everywhere. So I tell you what, don't deep fry. We had one in the flat uh, for a while. Don't deep fry an egg. They fucking explode everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and you had to change the oil too. It's a nightmare. Note to self. Uh, so I put it in the microwave to warm it up. Around two and a half minutes into the warming process, my microwave pops and smokes and dies. I check it and it's warm, so I'm like, fuck it, sink or swim. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I like the cut of his jib. I checked it, grabbed a fork and went to town. The next morning, I had an appointment with the GP for a sporting injury on my knee. All night, my guts were gripping and then gripping and then going. 8.40am, go to the doctors, a little bit of background. I like my meat and veg to be free range, so no, not caged. <laughs> so he's rolling commando. So in the doctors, in baggy shorts and commando, the doctor, who's been my doctor for 10 years, says, jump up on the bed so I can examine your knee. Oh man, I'm liking this story. Now someone else is involved. It's not just at home. He grabs my leg. That's a rogue operation to have the shits and roll around with no undies. It's just it's just normal for him, I guess. He grabs my leg and bends it at the knee and pushes it towards my chest. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I get a huge gripping pain and what can only be described as a gravy volcanic eruption from my asshole. <laughs> Referring back to my earlier mention of not wearing any underwear and baggy shorts, this gravy eruption came out the side of my shorts, covered the bed and sprayed up the Cheers to the doctor's crisp white shit. Yuck. <laughs> you did. Oh, Yuck. shit. He did it again, and like a pump action shotgun, I went again. The doctor knew, <laughs> I knew to be happy, empathetic, and lovely soon changed as he realized he had to spend the rest of the day in my sh- with my shit covered all over him. 
Once he registered what had happened, his nose started twitching as the smell was like six-month-old rotten salmon. <laughs> At this point, the smell hit my nose and with an instant reaction of projectile vomit right in his face and in his oh. mouth. I didn't see that oh, coming. Geez, so that made me go then. At this point, the doctor just told me to leave. <laughs> I was dripping and leaking all the way to the toilet and I wasn't sure what to do. I pulled down my shorts and it looked like an explosion in a gravy factory. I thought, I've got to try and clean it, um, some of it out as I need to get in the car and drive home. I cleaned as much as I could, but it was just smearing and embedding deeper into my shorts. I chucked them into the bin. Oh, what's he going to do here? He's rolling commando. The story takes a turn. I chucked them into the bin, grabbed some blue roll, and ran to my car to leave a shit drip trail through the reception and car park. This has got to be the lowest point of his life. Fast forward a few weeks later, I call my doctor of 10 years to book an appointment to be told the sick doctor had too many patients and to book with another doctor. So he fucking dumped me. So deep down, this is a story of an ass explosion and heartbreak. I hope you enjoyed. Laters. Like, like a pump action shotgun. Oh, you know that pressure. Yeah, and you know the stretch too. That's that's, that's unlocking the arsehole uh, if you, you're about to explode, isn't it, when you press that knee into the chest? There's, I I, you could, there's zero chance of him being able to hold that in. If you go to the doctor, you probably would have led with, hey, I haven't been too good, the guts are a bit wrecked because I had a bad curry. You'd lead with that. Particularly if you know that you're going to be... If your stomach's already gripping all night, like I feel like the sporting injuries lower down the mm. priority list. Like you'd be eyeing up that toilet and you just want to wreck it all day long. That was good. I enjoyed that. Thanks, Dan. Welcome to the team, Big Herb. This is not for radio. This is a great little yarn that's been sent to us explaining a little bit of in- English banter with a group of Australians. Hey, fellas, I've got a funny one for you. When I was a young labourer around 20 years ago at the ripe old age of 18, me and my boss started a job on a big house refurbishment in South London. He was doing all the plastering in there and there was lots and lots and lots of other trades working there too, including a group of Aussie landscapers who were doing a big garden project. My boss is a lovely guy but had a funny way of always putting his foot in it. And after a few hours of being there and realising that these guys outside were all Aussies, my boss leaned out the window and said, G'day, mate! In a pretty shit Aussie accent. Oh, he's just trying to light up some banter with the Aussie boys. Yeah. The Aussies all turned around and and looked back at him strangely and really gave him nothing. My boss then followed this up with a, what's your name, Bruce? Again, (laughs) again, the Aussies looked a little bemused. There probably wouldn't have been much that came of it, apart from my boss feeling like his little joke had gone down like a lead balloon (laughs) and the Aussies just thinking that we were a couple of pricks. However... My boss used the rest of the morning to lean out of the window every half an hour or so to top up his first joke with a couple more one-liners like this. What's your name, Sheila? What's your favourite hobby, sport? What's your favourite colour, blue? What's your job, digger? (laughs) And again... All in a pretty shitty Aussie accent. Can I just say for the record, this is shit house banter. I'm not surprised they're not responding. This culminated in roughly uh, just before lunch, all five Aussie blokes coming into the room we were working in, with the biggest of them leading the way and all looking like they're ready to bust our heads. <laughs> the big guy looked straight at my boss and said, have you got a fucking problem, mate? Realising the tension, my boss quickly diffused the situation by grinning and saying, nah, 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 it's just, it's just banter. It seemed to work, and the Aussie's moods quickly changed from angry angry to a little confused as the big guy replied, Banter, what the fuck is that? 
My boss, still smiling, just said, you know, mate, I take the piss out of you, you take the piss out of me back, we all have a bit of a laugh, and it just uh, makes the day go a little bit quicker. So this seemed to do the job as the big angry guy said rather enthusiastically, rightio, mate, no worries, and the other Aussies were smiling too. We had avoided the arse whipping and went off for lunch. We came back 40 minutes later and went back into the house. No sooner had we stepped back into the building, the big Aussie guy looked over from where the group was taking a break and said to my boss with a really meaningful thirst, <laughs> with a meaning, really meaningful thrust of his arm, Hey, mate, I fucked your mum last night. <laughs> of course, the whole room roared into laughter. And as it calmed, my boss said to the big Aussie guy, it's probably a bit far, that one, mate. In the context of everything that happened, it was brilliant. Needless to say, the job was a right laugh after that, and the banter level was epic. Cheers, guys, from Rob in London. Banter. Bit of banter for the boys. Uh, have you got a couple of tracks for us today there? So ben sent some in for us. Yeah, uh, this is Benjamin Stevens sent these through to uh, to have a bit of a listen to. I like this. I like it when people introduce you to music. May have heard it already. Uh, may have not heard them. First track is a man we pass. Oh, Who is Bill he Withers. and what is he to you? Bill Withers, great musician. And when I looked at you, you looked at the ground. So this is he writes this with a note. This is my first suggestion. Bit of a rogue one, but a cool song. The lyrics tell the whole story for this. Oh shut up and have a listen then. Operator of Boers, uh, just the two of us, one of the tracks that you'd probably be more familiar with, or uh, Lovely Day, Lean On Me, Ain't No Sunshine. Ain't No Sunshine, that's a classic. Mm. you got a cool voice. What else is uh, Betty Boy serving up for us? Uh, this, is, this next one just shows the change in the Eagles when Joe Walsh started with the band. It's a fucking awesome opening riff and takes a massive turn from songs like Take It Easy, uh, which were great but didn't have the same edge. Should be home, but you're not. 
bit of a link between those two tracks that, um, you know, it sounds like a little bit of uh, maybe a bit of jealousy, a little bit of dishonesty in relationships, maybe. Isn't it funny when you break up with someone, all the songs on the radio about your breakup? Yeah. <laughs> and when you happily uh, go and steady. You don't hear any of that yeah. shit, eh? <laughs> It's like you're looking for it when you're all butthurt from getting yeah. dumped. Soundtrack to love uh, or sorrow. That is dirty guitar work. I bloody love it. Yeah, Chester sending those in, uh, Benny Boy. I hope everything's all right in your uh, relationship world. Sounds like you might be with someone that's boxing outside the ring. <laughs> or you just found out that they've been playing up. Hopefully that's not the case, mate. <laughs> you know, plenty more fish in the sea. Yeah. That's so good. He's going to be checking his missus' phone now. <laughs> and still in that creepy spy app where... Hey, uh, up to for the weekend. Hopefully it's an absolute ripper. Uh, Jay, what are you up to? Oh, I'm going to be heading to Gisborne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's yep. there? For a 40th. Uh, we've um, it's a hideout. This amazing place, like up the coast, about probably an hour's north, an hour north of Gizzy. Yeah, the big lodge sleeps about thirty people. Sick. Yeah, so it's going to be an absolute schmozzle. I'd say that I'll be worse than a used bag of assholes come Monday. Well, I look forward to working yeah. with that person. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Monday's work tonight because I know that I won't be capable of doing it on Sunday. Oh mate, sounds like uh, we've got a challenge mm. on my hands here. Yeah, yourself. Uh, Motorsport to, weekend. Yeah, off to watch the supercars at Pukekohe. Um, the final time they'll be racing there, so I'll drag the um, couple of the boys out and uh, go with the old man. Watch that, and I think I'm going to go out. I'll probably... is, is Pharaoh Dunk going to let one of his slaves off uh, the pyramid build this weekend to go and check out? Oh yeah, Dad's ripping through some rounds at my place at the moment, <laughs> eh? Oh, there's a bit of behind the scenes. Dunk invites his dad up for a catch up and just puts him on the tools. He walks through the door, cup of tea. I just strap the penny straight on him. Cup of tea, biscuit, penny straight on him. As soon as he's finished the uh, cup of tea, he's straight into it, mate. Yeah, fueled by Bell. (laughs) So funny because mum, he sent through a picture. Me and him were building some stairs this morning outside, and uh, he sent through a picture of it finished. He finished it up after I come into work. And then mum just replies saying, all right, time to sign the front stairs now. (laughs) Like, not even job well done, just cracking the fucking whip. It's yeah, so good. It's, it's a generation that's um, it's the skill set that's skipped us, I reckon. I'm trying my best, but I don't think I'll ever go anywhere close to what he is. He goes so good. Hey, have a cracking weekend. We'll catch you Monday with another Not For Radio. Obviously, the countdown continues uh, on The Rock. That's the biggest 2,000 rock songs that we're rolling out at the moment. Week number two tomorrow. be day number six Monday. Tonight, though, 8 o'clock New Zealand time, 7 a.m. UK time, uh, you will be able to hear the replay. So if you want to download our Rover app, R-O-V-A, you can listen to the countdown on there. Um, and that's basically no announcers. That's just rolling through for hours on end. Man, great music. Yeah, man, today's been a hell of a listen. Have a good one. We'll catch you Monday. Give us a rating on Spotify or Apple. Let's try beat Joe Rogan, not for radio.